Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's good to worship God. I wish we could sing and sing and sing. But he deserves that. And in those songs, God also speaks. And I want you always to be very, very sensitive whenever you come to church. For God speaks at various points. From the time we start prayer, God starts speaking. Even the announcement, God speaks. The preaching, God speaks. It is only when you are not sensitive that you will not be able to catch what God is saying. Sometimes somebody's answer is in a prayer topic. They raise a prayer topic and say, wow, it has answered my prayer. As if the prayer is for you. So anytime you come to church to be blessed, I want you to treat every session of the service with seriousness. Sometimes the songs, a certain portion of the verse, sometimes you feel something which you've never felt before. Mark it down. Anytime you are going down, you feel God is not there. Refer to the day you felt that way. It encourages you that God exists. God, not all the time that you will feel in a certain way. But when God comes, sometimes you feel something, sometimes some weight hit you, sometimes there's a certain revelation, sometimes the preacher man is preaching and some understanding comes in a different area. Write those things down God is speaking to you. Because you will need it in the future. It might not be relevant to you today, but tomorrow you may need it. These are the things that encourages me. That strengthens my faith. When I feel God is not around, I just go back and play back. And at the point I had an encounter with God. I said, once I had this encounter with God, he is there. So today, whether I felt that he's there or not, he is still there. It encourages you to move on with your life and with God. If we want to feel, stand with our feelings, feelings changes. You come to church today, the church is nice, the next time, the church is not nice. Sometimes depending on your spiritual status, sometimes depending on what beat you in town. Sometimes depending on what is happening in your pocket. Certain things can change our feelings, but let us have a reference point in life. Everybody must have what I call reference point. Anytime nothing works, you go back and refer that at this point, I met Jehovah God. When you do that, your faith will be very strong. When you feel low, you'll still stand strong. Because in your low time, you go back to your reference point. 
say that when you go to church, you don't just go and go out, come in and go out. Be seeking for certain experiences with God. It is those experiences that will help you in the near future. Hallelujah. No, God is a good God. He is a giver. God is what? Anytime we talk about giving, people become very nervous. But Christian life is a giving life. Even life is giving and taking. The giving and taking is the one that makes you, that gives you life today. How many of you right now have taken in something? Good. Faithful. Do you know what you've taken? You took in air. Oxygen, isn't it? But you don't leave the oxygen inside. You don't leave it inside. If you like, take it and say, I won't give up. What will happen to you? I think within five minutes, we'll all be gone. Ten minutes, everybody's gone. If we don't give up what we took in. So, God set giving and receiving. Anytime you get up, you see the sun rising and falling. Remember, there's a day. And as long as there's day and night, there is also what? Giving and receiving. Hallelujah. God loved, caused him to give. And love should push us to give. Because of selfishness. In fact, our problem in the world is what? Selfishness. Some have more than enough to eat. Some nations have more than what they need. Some don't have. Those who have it don't want to give. Those who you give want to remain lazy. So what do we do? Giving is very important. Proverbs 3 verse 27 to 28. Do not withhold good from what? Those to whom it is due. There are some people good is due to them. He's not telling you just to give to anybody. Say there are some people, they deserve it to be given. Do not withhold good from those who deserve it. So for one, the person must deserve it. There are some people you give him, Kente, he will use it to go and swim uh, in the mud. He doesn't deserve it. So if you also want to be the recipient, you should put yourself in a place where you will deserve it. It's not just dishing out and throwing and working hard, getting it, give it to somebody who doesn't even see the value and devalue what you give to the person. Not only money, even your time. Give your time to people who deserve it. Don't waste your time. Hang around people 
that do not deserve that time, that will waste all your life. I hope you're getting me. So, my prayer is that we should be able to determine who deserves what. Sometimes people who don't deserve, they are the one we give to. The prophet, I say, my okay, I know it didn't. We should not withhold. Do not withhold good from those who what? Who deserve it when it is in your power to help them. There's one that deserve it. There's one that have the power to help. There's the needy and there's one that can meet the need. So two people. But it's not all needy people. Even Jesus at a point hmm, made a statement when a woman came begging for her son to be healed. And Jesus looked at the woman and said, we don't give the children food to what? The dogs. Say you don't deserve the food. But we don't know how you are going to treat the healing. Some people you come and get the healing, but their sickness makes you humble. The moment you get your healing, come and see. There's nothing to guide his life. Now he's got strength. So he'll go and rob people. He'll go strength. He'll go and chase Mary. <laughs> when you were sick, you prayed. The moment the sickness leaves, prayer meeting, I came. So he said, do not withhold anything that is good from people that deserve it. Tell yourself, I deserve it. it. When Jesus said it, the woman said, yes, I don't deserve the main dish, dish, but the crumb, when they fall down, I deserve that one. And she said, yes, Lord, yet even the little dogs eat the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Listen to what he said. From where? It means that the dog belongs to the master. It's not every dog. She brought herself that look I have placed myself under you as my Lord. Because Lord and Masters, they work. When you buy the person, the person becomes your servant. He said, now I've brought myself and my child under you. I may not be a covenant child, but we have placed ourselves under you, that you are our master. So let the crumb fall so that we too, we can eat. 
He made himself to deserve. So whatever God gives, he said, do not withhold. There are some people. I remember I was going to give somebody. Some, somebody was, the way the person came. You know, you look at the person, some people can act. Hey. He acted, and I wanted to give him. I was then coming from Dansman to Accra. And I remember one day, I, sometimes it takes trotro. I remember I was in trotro, and they were debating about me. <laughs> Whether I was the one or it was my brother. And one bully followed me when I got down there uh, to the other side, Dansuman Station and uh, Adenta Station. And one followed me. He said, I want to ask you, are you a prophet? And I said, yes, I'm the one. I said, why? He said, me, say, ah, what did you me? I said, ah, and you never see you me. He said, I just wanted to know how things go. <laughs> then I saw a certain gentleman. I wanted to keep the person. And I had a check, don't. Ah, I said, this person is suffering. They don't. The next time, he came back again. God said, don't give him money, but give him work. I said, I want to give you some work to do. He disappeared. <laughs> so me, I should go and work. <laughs> I'll come and give you. Is it money you want free? So me, I should go and work. You will sit down, I can't give it to you. I said, I want it because truly, I had a friend who said, I, I told a friend, Pido, he used to be in charge of some this. He said, oh, I will give him, he can come and do this, and we'll pay him. For some people, the way they think is different. They think money is cheap. So they should get it the cheapest way. If you do that, you don't deserve money. Money comes with hard work. Hard work with blessings attached to it. If you think to become a pastor is a lazy way out, forget it. Hey! You can ask Mrs. Bonnie. People, oh, if you want to make money, just go and start the church. When I, I hear that, I laugh. I said, go and start and see. <laughs> hey! About over 90% of pastors are struggling. Churches are struggling. Sometimes they see about five big good churches. People sitting in good cars, they think, is, listen, you go, me, I have people under me. But the 200 churches, I don't even 50 can pay properly their pastors. It's hand to mouth. So you don't just start a church, okay, pass down for onion, uh, you get banned. You, you see, the ban don't get money. If it was getting money, they should have gone out to go and play and get the money and build houses. It is God. So I don't know the road that people have traveled. 
You know when the Dr. Boy started? Ha! Huh. Sometimes he would walk to Jiro, go and preach, walk back to Nima. I was there, I gave you money. He said, no, I'm learning a lesson. I want to learn how to walk, how to let me build a foundation. And I used to be in charge of Burma camp, Teshi, everywhere. I can't even imagine without a car how I visit all the covenant families without anything, taking anything from the church. I can't imagine. It is a zeal and a love for my father. I wasn't expecting anything. I still don't expect anything. What I'm expecting is blessings from God. Those who were there, you can ask me. Bemakam, I had about five covenant families. During the revolution, I was going through. Sometimes you see Gwanda Barra, you see that. So you say, hey, where are you going? Mejosha, <laughs> <laughs> there was one in your house there. Then they all over. Airport, air, 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 airport base, or hardware, where the Air Force base there. Dwala, all of the, the place. I will walk there. So then some small soldiers will treat me small. They'll mention one of the big men and they say, okay, go. <laughs> I didn't understand how from Dansuman I could go through the whole Accra. Visit, make sure. Within a month, I've gone around all the place. Not at anybody's cost, by the cost of God. These foundations are laid. If you don't have that foundation and you see the end result, you want to be like this, but you don't know the step the person has taken to get there. We must learn how to begin with God and trust that God can take us through to our destination. To be honest with you, I don't know who is rich in this church. Honestly, I'm telling the truth. And you know, maybe because of my ministry, anybody that comes to me now a problem. <laughs> you see people rush to me, trouble. And that is my specialty. When you have trouble, I want to stand with you. And I want to pray with you. I want my joy is to see you going through, breaking through, and making it. So I love testimonies. I remember there's a lady when I preach, she will scream. It gets on people's nerves. But you don't know. Hey! When you are dying, and God rescues you. When they declare you that cancer is going to kill you, and you'll come out of that declaration. By the same people. 
you don't care about who and church protocols. The word of God that saved you, healed you. Whenever it comes out, you want to scream, you want to jump, you get on people's nerves. You've got an experience with God. I want members of this church to have an experience, personal experience with their God. When you have it, hey, whether a bishop by slide or not, it doesn't touch you. But you have your personal experience with God. Let the prophet backslide. That is not your concern. You know God for yourself. I pray. I pray the eye of your understanding will be enlightened. I pray that people will have personal encounter with God. If you have a personal encounter with God, you don't need a pastor to chase you and ask you, why didn't you come to church? There shouldn't be a policeman in the church here policing you. Whether you go and sin or not. No, that's not our duty. It's not our work. Our way is to teach you how to overcome it. And your work is to overcome it. What I've prepared is not what I'm preaching. What God wants me to tell you is what I'm telling you. Life is you and God. Others are the one that should come and help you to get to your destination. But if you have nowhere going, nobody can push you to any place. If you have no destination, no amount of money pumped to you will take you to somewhere. When it comes, you waste it. But if you have a goal and a destination, every resources that you get, you pump it towards that place. That is my prayer and my cry for our children and our children's children. That they will have a purpose for life. When they have destination, look, a friend said, let me go and, let's go and take some drugs. He said, no. Have a purpose. He's focused. He gives the person focus. He has no time. She has no time to talk about other people. Yes. Busybody. Yes. They carry news everywhere. Have you heard? Some say breaking news. The moment you see the person, breaking news. So now people ask me, Prophet, what about, they said, this pastor and this pastor. I say, me, unless God tells me, I don't know. 
He said, oh, are you a stranger? This is happening. I said, me, me. Because that is not my focus. Truly, I don't know what is happening in anybody's church. Hey, if a church is making it ahead, I'll be glad. If it's going down, I'll be sad. Do you know why I should be sad? No pastor should pray for any church to collapse. A kingdom against itself will not stand. Some, it's a problem with character. And every trade, a problem with character. You can be a good manager, but bad character. Performs very well with his office. But when it comes to his family, it's worse. So that aspect needs to be corrected. Some, from their childhood, never had training. So they grew up raw, and they got a call, and they operated the call in rawness. See, the calling of God is a gift. If somebody is quiet and cool, it's his character. It's not the Holy Ghost. If somebody is it's not the Holy Ghost. It's the Holy Ghost in that person, but he's using, he uses our nature to do what God has called us to do. So the Holy Spirit uses everybody. And so he uses you with your personality. Paul! Choleric! Always you want to do something. You know, before even he was called, you see what he was doing. He was going around, energizing people to beat the church. Make sure the church do not exist. The same way when he got born again, he's making sure Satan doesn't exist. Chasing him everywhere. Going to the Gentiles, where Peter and the rest won't go. It takes Obioye by heart to break through that. If you take a gentle Jewish man, say, oh, no, I, didn't, I didn't eat with this person. But Paul doesn't mind anything. So he uses nature. Abraham, when God called him, he's using nature. Phlegmatic. Somebody took his phone, ah, I'm God have to come, you understand, God have to come and fight for them. Like somebody who have taken their wives. He doesn't want trouble. When Lot, who was following him, their workers were fighting. Abraham said, I don't want trouble. Some people don't like trouble. They walk away from trouble. Some walk into trouble. <laughs> and some create trouble. So in all that, Paul's personality went through his ministry. Most of you have different personality. God wants to take what you have and use you in your strength to fulfill his goal in this church. And you deserve to receive. Like you said, we should improve it that whatever we give, 
there's a giver, there's a receiver. And the one that is in need, and the one that have the power to give. Some have the power to give, but they are not able to give. Today, if you have that power to give, I want you to know that there's a blessing in that. As we give, we ourselves are watered. We receive mercy, and there's happiness and joy when you release what is in you. There's nobody here who has nothing to give. Look at yourself. Peter said, is it Peter and John? There's silver and what? Have I what? But they have something, isn't it? What do they have? The name of Jesus. Nobody comes to this world. You may not have silver and gold, but you have the name of Jesus. You have some kind of something which the other person needs. Sometimes it is a help. Sometimes it's a smile. So that a smile alone can heal somebody. I remember there was one time I'd been in power. I was going to lead prayer meeting. And I got very depressed. So they don't know how to depress people. The early stage, when I entered, I saw, I think this Agnes Kofi from SNIT. There were three friends. Maggie, uh, uh, jo- eh? yeah. I recognize them by the address, but they have clothes with snit. I think they usually have it. And she smiled. I said, How? Pastor, how are you? The smile cast away the depression. I didn't know where. The depression passed. She healed me. And that day when I climbed the stage, there is some kind of something that happened. That prayer meeting, it was a before. Name I said that day was super. The holy presence of God was there. Amen. So whatever you have today. Don't ask yourself, what can I receive? Ask yourself, what can I give? In giving, there is a package in it which is a blessing. Mercy, goodness, happiness, joy, everything is in it. I want you to pray now that God, what good thing do I have in me that I can give to the world? Give your life first. The most important thing you need is your life. Surrender your life to him. You may not have silver, you may not have gold, but you can surrender your life. He wants your life. Your life is more important than any other thing. Your material things come second before your life. Pray to him, speak to him. 
God command his blessing from heaven to those who give. As we give, we give to God's work, we give to other people, we give to the, the needy, we, need, we give the sick. And there's a payback to everything that we give. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you, we bless you. You first gave us life. You first gave us your son. That whosoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. Today, if you're here and you've never had an encounter with Christ and you want to give your life to him, the first thing you need to give to him is your life, is your heart, is your spirit. He will come and dwell in it and bring meaning to your life. I want you to lift up your hand while I pray with you, wherever you are. God bless you. 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 Our Heavenly Father, say this with me, those who have lifted their hand. Say, Lord Jesus, I know I am a sinner. I cannot save myself. Now come into my heart. Be my Lord and personal Savior. You died and the third day you rose up again. I believe in my heart that you are alive. And because of that, I can make it in this life and the life to come. I confess you as Lord and personal Savior. Amen. God bless you. Thank you very much. Thank you.